Thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and the following episode is sponsored by the team at Crypto528DAO with a view to be your weekly source of crypto news, education, trading, and helping guide you through another crypto winter. I hope you enjoy this weekly crypto update series and invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast, including all episodes in this Crypto 528 sponsored series. I also invite you to subscribe to the Calgary Business Podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and even Amazon Music. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Good evening and welcome to the Crypto Market Update, uh, sponsored by Crypto Five Two Eight. As you can see, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, one of the co I've got. I'm joined in the studio by Mark uh, Magliocchi, Magliocco, the, one of the co-founders <laughs> of Crypto Five Two Eight. Um, and my name's Alan Wozni, and joining me from a long way, Mark, you're in Caymans, is that right? Yep, uh, that's correct. Yeah. I got to quickly tell you, I'm wearing this jersey. I'm not necessarily a uh, Minnesota Vikings fan. But we wouldn't judge you if you were. So it's football. Football season started again, so I won't go into the details. But um, this is episode number three, Mark. We've done three. Uh, this is our third. Today's date for our two listeners, just in case anyone's listening. The other mm-hmm. two fell off. Uh, it's 21st <laughs> of August, 2022. Yep. Well, Mark, what do we have on the agenda today? It, it seems like it's pretty packed. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess just uh, taking a look at the week's events since last week. And uh just want to kick it off with, Actually, I just want to say thanks for uh, having me on again for uh, number three. Uh, so it's one of my favorite numbers. So it's uh, a good sign. This, why isn't it in your your the the, the company five two eight? It should be three two eight, shouldn't it? Where did oh, the number come yeah. from? Yeah. Well, what's the history I mean, behind those numbers? Oh, that will be revealed in due time, my friend. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, no. I mean, so it's uh it's actually a frequency five two eight. So uh, it's uh, like a a sound frequency. CQ CQ. CQ mm-hmm. testing. Okay. No, Mark, <laughs> yeah. focus. Yeah. Crypto anyway, update. Yeah. Let's go. Back to the crypto update. So looking at the market, I'm just going to share my screen uh, and actually just looking at the news. So um, just taking a look at this tweet from uh, Chang Pang Zhao or CZ, uh, CEO of Binance, for those of you who are not familiar with CZ. Uh, anyway, so we're just looking like, you know, I guess everyone's talking about the crypto crash and, you know, crypto's done and, and you know, I think the the biggest element that people don't really understand or, or don't realize about crypto is it's you know they, they when they think of crypto they think of bitcoin or they think of you know ethereum this that they don't actually i think a lot of people miss what you know the fundamental of cryptocurrency which yeah. is blockchain technology right yeah. and it's the technology really that's the future and i think it kind of gets it really gets buried beneath all the you know the garbage the crap that you know, gets put on top of it, like Bitcoin and the prices and the crash and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, when you really dive into the technology itself, like the technology is here to stay, like, you know, distributed ledger technology, which is the backing of uh, blockchain, it, it's not going anywhere, right? And, and so we just want to look at this tweet. So, you know, this is, this is CZ saying, uh, they're silently, silently in crypto already. So like, you know, no one makes these announcements, but like, look, look at the names 
on this list, right? So we got Alphabets, which is Google. You got BlackRock, which has 10 trillion in assets under management. Morgan Stanley, Samsung, Goldman Sachs, BNY Mellon. Like, look at all these companies. I mean, huge companies. Those are blue chip of... names. And so, yeah, look, and I mean, look, look at some look, of the repeats. Investments. Look at some I mean, of the repeats. You got Talos, and yeah. you know, well, Talos... those are like this. This is like institutional banking. It's blockchain technology for institutional banking, right? It's Talos. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for like, you can see, you got PayPal, you got Citibank invested, you got Wells Fargo, right? And it's just like, and this is the thing, like, you know, if you look at traditional finance, um, most like the transactions between banks, they still have to settle them overnight, like. It's not instantaneous, right? And if you're using blockchain technology, you can settle these transactions instantaneously on the blockchain. It's immutable, unchangeable, and transparent, right? And I mean, you, you can also run it on a private network, so it's not open to everybody, but anyone on that private network is actually able to see the transactions that have occurred, yeah. right? So, I mean, this is like, you know, the, the beauty of blockchain, right? So looking at that, but I mean, I just want to just to point out like, um, you know, look, look at Google's investment, 1.5, I mean, this is 1.5 million, but it's, sorry, it's 1.5 billion. Yeah. 1.5 billion. Yeah. And I mean like BlackRock 1.1 billion, almost 1.2 billion. Um, but look at the stuff that they've invested in. Right. I mean, Fireblocks, another institutional, um, like digital asset custodian. Uh, so you're looking at like, this is like between institutions. So you're talking about banks, hedge funds, yeah. um, asset yeah. management. And then looking at BlackRock, what they've invested in. So you're looking at Circle, which is actually the owner of USDC or USD coin, which is a stable coin. And one of the only, like personally- I didn't one realize of the Circle was, I remember Circle a few years ago. I mean, they, they've been around for a while. And I remember when BlackRock bought them, but I didn't realize they were behind the USDC. That's great. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's why, I mean, and the beauty with Circle and USDC is actually- they open the books so like you can people you they actually have an audit on their you know the amount of usd that they're backing with yeah. usd like that's yeah. backing usdc so you can verify that there's actually one to one us dollars backing the stable coin yeah which is i mean compared to all the rest of the stable coins where the, i mean it's pretty unique in that aspect and i think that's why blackrock is in, like invest i don't think i don't know if they bought it but they definitely have invested they've invested um, but so i mean no yeah. they did buy circle a few years back they're okay, pretty yeah. sure but i could be wrong but the the another one is anchorage digital so custody mm -hmm. custodial solutions so this has been a big thing who owns you know it, you know who owns the shares who owns the assets and a custodial that 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 part of it gives it takes it away from if you take the traditional shares that are listed on a custodial exchange that mm -hmm. is that's a big thing because there's there's what I think you and I talked about this offline. There's something like 500 plus exchanges out there, and 20,000 yeah. or you know the crypto, the crypto coach. We talked about this, and there's 20,000 or more coins, right? Mm -hmm. So to have that help have someone manage that for you is probably not a bad thing for pretty good for money people. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, looking at like FTX, major exchange, um, and then I, and then you know I just I want to also look at Samsung here. So you like, uh, you know. They, they've really invested in the like the online or the blockchain gaming sector. I mean, yeah. you look at Sky Mavis, so they own Axie Infinity, which is one of the largest blockchain oh, okay. games. I didn't know that. Yeah, Animoca Brands owns Sandbox. Um, well, Animoca Brands are huge. Like in, in huge. 2021, yeah. the amount of investments they were making in NFT type, you know, in mm -hmm. crypto projects. So it's good to see that others, you know, recognize they're they're not only they're they're investee. Or they're, they're um, they they have their some of their own products. I didn't know they were sandbox owners, as well, but they're also into mm -hmm. gaming, and they're yep. investing heavily into crypto space. So in, in yeah, 
Mm -hmm. okay. And looking at Yuga Labs, which actually, uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Board Ape Yacht Club, like the yeah. NFTs. So Yuga Labs is actually, they they were the ones that, the, behind the development. <laughs> I did not know. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're like, and then, you know, Goldman Sachs well, investing look at in Certic, right? Yeah. You know Certic, so, I, mean, I mean, firsthand, right? Cert and Certic. Yeah, we use them for Crypto 528. So Certic was listed last week by Venture Venture Beat, the magazine, a newsletter, the, the top mm -hmm. 10 blockchain companies to watch. And Certic was yep. one of the top 10. So, that, I mean, that was, you know, their their name showing up is is certainly uh, endorsing, you know, this this is, is a validation of you using them and particularly <laughs> Samsung, or not Samsung, uh, Goldman Sachs is investing Goldman in Sachs. them. Yeah, and I mean, and they're actually based out of the United States, right? So their headquarters is, uh, I can't remember exactly where it's, I want to say like Minnesota or something, but right. yeah, it's uh, they're based out of the United States, and then yeah, I mean they're just like you know going through the like, there's you can really see like the Talos comes up a lot. I'm just wondering what Talos. I, I, I see. Look at because Wells Fargo Bank is invested in PayPal, so it must be a money clearance. Yeah. There's some kind of yeah. uh, DeFi DeFi. Um, I wish I, I I don't know what Talos. I did kind of look into. I th I thought it was. I think it's like. Um, I almost want to say it's custodial or something like that. Like I, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's like almost like a clearing service. Uh, I'd have to look into it again. I did look at it before, but uh, can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it is. But it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely something to do with banking, right? I mean, you got Citibank, Wells Fargo, BNY Mellon. Um, you know, it's interesting that Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs haven't invested in it. But um, oh, so it's for yeah. they they delivered the infrastructure. For institutional traders, and according to yeah, as you know, let's just go and take a look at. They've um, raised 105 million so far, according to Crunchbase, their profile in Crunchbase. Mm -hmm. yeah, institutional cool. digital asset trading is so. I mean, this is uh, uh just take decline. a quick Why look here. Decline? Mark decline. Yeah, I mean, option by providing buy side institutions and service providers the technology to power full trade life cycle. Yeah, so it's just digital asset trading. It looks like an institutional solution. Um. So an integrated platform supports entirety of trading process, price discovery. But see, this is this is the this is the, this is a familiarity. Why mm -hmm. you're seeing the banks because they've created something for their users, meaning how many yeah. million thousands of employees that each of those banks have, right? Mm -hmm. So what they've created is a trading platform which is familiar. And look at the newsletter. Yeah. Subscribe to. I think we should subscribe to that newsletter, Mark. While we're there. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that you know probably if you get into the found like partners here and and. You know the, the about us. I'm sure that they've got some connection. Like someone's got. Yeah. I mean, look at yeah. this. Like, wow, right? But uh, at least look at all the major exchange on here exchanges on here. But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they must have some connections. Whoever they have team and leadership, I'm sure they must have some uh, connections to to banking. But anyway, we're kind of getting a little off. Uh, off yeah, we're off, getting off topic. Off let's topic let's here, continue but, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, just. Very interesting to see, and you know, Tencent, like all the, all the names, American Express, like you know, anyone that thinks like even despite this, you know, crypto crash, which I also um, it kind of peeves me when people say crypto crash, uh, and I mean, I always say like it's a crash depending on your entry point, right? If you bought Bitcoin at sixty thousand or sixty eight thousand, then yeah, it's a crash. But if you've been holding Bitcoin from a hundred dollars or you know five hundred dollars, like you're still up, you know, how, what, what's your percent return, right? Well, so, no, it's, it's all relative, but one, there was a, all relative. There's a podcast I listened to, and I, I can't remember the name, I'll, I'll get the name for you, but um, he literally was saying during the, you know, during normal trading, it takes two or three days to settle, it takes a lot longer for, for, for these, these things to happen, to unfold mm -hmm. in a normal, 
you know, capital markets. He said in crypto though, things happen very quickly, minutes. Yeah, and it's 24 it's, hours, right? Yeah, so it's just literally, because trading 24 hours. So it, it, and mm-hmm. the market tends to follow everyone. The, the whole market follow. We've had this discussion. Bitcoin yeah. goes down, everything else goes down. The, the alts go down mm-hmm. or, the, or vice versa. The alts go down, so does Bitcoin. Everything goes down. So, yeah. but that, you know, it's a crash. It is. I mean, it's a crash mm-hmm. from its high of 65,000 if you take right. Bitcoin at 21 something this morning. But we'll look at that in a bit, Mark. Yeah, but but I guess I mean my 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 point was just like you know if you look at these people like the companies that have invested into blockchain yeah. technology, yeah, I mean it's not going anywhere, right? And that's the thing that everyone's oh, no, but that's done, that's a validation, Mark. What you just showed it's, there isn't exactly. like some kind of graph. It's mm-hmm. this is hard. They're building evidence. And I remember four years ago, Mark, they were saying you know like Hyperledger, not Hyperledger, but uh, IBM invested in a company called Hyperledger, and literally mm-hmm. they're just giving solutions. You don't hear about them. Because they're building solutions for their clients in house, yep. right? Mm-hmm. This is public. I mean, I mean, you see, you see visibility, and there's a hundred plus projects and a lot of money being deployed into that. Right, that- and, and I mean, these are just like what we're talking about here. Is I mean, if I go to the actual article, I mean, we're talking about public companies here, right? So, top 100 public companies that have invested. But that's what we're not talking about, like private. You know, what else is going on? Yeah, outside. But yeah, right? so you're you're getting validation, but from public companies investing in private and or public so it's incredible yeah i mean it, it, you know obviously this is like you know these com- these companies see it as the future of technology otherwise they wouldn't be and i mean look at google as a top investor like yeah, they no. see it as the future of technology otherwise they wouldn't be investing in it right so anyone that does, and, and that's what really peeves me when i read these articles about these journalists that have no clue about blockchain technology or cryptocurrency and they just Make these blankets. Oh, they're just looking for like, negative. They're looking for they're looking for negative they're, 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 new cells. Negative right? news. They're, they're just looking for a reaction, yeah. right? But yeah. it's just like you know, take the time to research and understand what you're talking about before you form an opinion about something, right? Sure. And and anyway, so um, but yeah, it, it's just it's it just it is nice to to validate that the technology is here to stay, right? It's not going anywhere. And for me personally, it's like if you're not involved, if you if you haven't and, and you haven't missed the boat, it's still at the beginning of it, right? So it's like if, if you haven't invested into the technology, and I'm not saying to invest because it's never investment advice, but it's like, you know, do your, do your research, find, you know, good companies and, and you know, you, you just need to, um, to see what the future is going to be, right? And, and, and Well, better than investing money, if you have money to deploy, great, but invest time in learning. You know, exactly. as you know, as we've had on the exactly. crypto education coach, is most important. you know, start learning deep dive, spend 30, mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60 hours researching yep. This, this is understand the technology, understand what it's capable of. And uh, I mean, and I mean, that's actually on a, on a side note, what we're planning to be, you know, releasing in the next few weeks uh, is our own kind of series on understanding like the fundamentals of blockchain, yeah. you know, crypto 101, really just going over what the definitions of crypto are, the terminology and what it is really, I mean, coming from in bringing our experience to, uh, you know, to, to help educate and, and to, you know, bring other, others up to speed on what it can, what it's, capable of doing but so stay tuned for that if you're interested should be coming in the next few days uh you know starting off our, our educational series of what is crypto uh anyway so just in the in the essence of time here let's uh, continue on and uh now that my zoom screen is blocked my thing there you go yeah and uh, i just wanted to yeah so this this one here so going you know further into the celsius and, and it's great i guess you know this is really the growing pains of any industry right any new industry that's disruptive that's um you know that that's emerging it's always going to have growing pains right and and i I think the hardest part for me that that really um 
I, I won't say like breaks my heart, but you know, it's but it's like when you see these kind of things like Celsius and and you know like all all these companies and the hacks and the and the scams and stuff like that that to me is the worst because I mean it's really you know the technology itself has so much value and and um it has so much to offer to advance our society right and I mean not, and I'm, I'm talking about like you know this is the beginnings of a whole potentially a whole new era of technology right and we're just seeing the beginnings of it but it's like when you get into celsius and, and this and they're still like now they're launching an investigative case into like why you know because they were supposed to be backing you know basically what celsius is doing was offering loans right um and it's offering loans to its um to well its and clients. when the market's going up when it was a rising market probably made sense because yeah. the crypt underlying crypto assets were making money so right. they could offer seven. They, I remember what four years ago, the, mm -hmm. Alex Mashinsky was on stage, in a in a in a blockchain conference. I think he was in Dubai, and, and you know it's like literally, wow, this guy. I was met. He's like, I was involved in 1997, voiceover internet protocol, and nobody ever talked about HTTPS and you know how how do HTML. How, you know they never they never talked about the underlying uh, how things worked on the internet. So he was just saying the same thing with blockchain and, and crypto we're building something which you don't need to know what the, the, the pipes and the mechanics behind it. And mm -hmm. I literally understood that. Now, of course, I think what they were trying to do, maybe they, I, I didn't look at the details, Mark. And I think there are always going to be some, some in an up market like that. If people are taking too much risk, you know, you're going to have a fallout. And that, what was the fallout from Celsius? It was a major Canadian pension plan. Is that right? Yeah. Pension fund. Well, it's, it's the, the Quebec uh, pension fund. And I, I mean, like, if you look at, we, we got, you know, the Quebec, the Quebec pension fund, uh, it's got 300 and, well, not 392 billion Canadian, which is 303 billion major. US. Yeah. But, but I mean, look, it's revealing it wrote off 200 million Canadian investment in Celsius, which, I mean, like, like we talked offline, it, you know, it's, it's a small percentage of the fund overall, sure. but still, I mean, it's a write off of, and it's not, you know, for me, I was like kind of happy to see that you know when you because i mean for me it's like pension funds really they, they i think as far they're as risk I thought, adverse they should be risk, risk yeah. adverse right yeah. and, and i mean they should be uh, even like within their like their uh not their mantra but their um, investment investment yeah uh, like their their mission their investment like mission statement or you know investment guide right guidelines it should be um you know the, the, I, as far as i thought it has to be like risk adverse assets for a pension right so i was kind of surprised to see this in the first place even though it is like a small percentage allocation of the portfolio, but I mean, sure. this is like hardworking people's money that they've invested in here. Um, but you know the similarities, Mark, and this is, and it, I think it goes back when when the financial crisis came from two thousand eight, when mm -hmm. you know the, you know the, there was a uh, subprime mortgages, collateralized debt, debt obligations, and so that paper money was trading across the globe, so several layers, and it mm -hmm. reminded, the, there was an Iceland bank who had invested in some whatever it was in some you know, in New York or whatever, you know, some paper and they went bankrupt, a little tiny, little tiny bank in Iceland. And why? Mm -hmm, because I think right. they're chasing, you know, they're chasing uh, the returns, which they're not yep. getting in the normal market or somebody's convinced them this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. The money people can, I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, as you said, it's a shame that these things happen. Um, it's bound to happen when you chase risks or because if the rewards are great, nobody, everyone's yep. patting them on the back. And they, mm -hmm. they, they pay out big, big bonuses for that. 
this exactly. is you know, this isn't a failure of the system. This is just one one company, a few companies that just I think in my view went over overzealous and and CDPQ got. Uh, well, that's got the thing. To... I mean, it's not it's not like a private fund. I mean, if it was a private fund, like I mean, they know what the risks are associated. But this yeah. is like you know hardworking people's money, right? It's like sure. they're they're yeah. Anyways, and, and it's just you know the whole thing like it's unfortunate. And now they're you know doing like they want to open an investigation into why. You know, because there was like, I can't remember the full details, but it was like, you know, I think there was supposed to be like 5 billion or 7 billion in assets, but there was only actually like 5 billion or something like they were, you know, there was some kind of like gap between yeah. what, you know, was supposed to be in collateral or whatever. Um, and it just kind of like, yeah. It, it's well, it's arbitrage, right? But look at two, so 2008. Who was that doctor? You might not, you know, you're too young for this, Mark, but uh, there was a doctor, some doctor, who, he made a major, ma he made the, the against the trade. Okay. He's now got a, he's got a hedge uh, fund. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. It was on the big short, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah so talking, so yeah. he, he, yeah. he was following that. He's like, there's a massive, he just basically arbitrage, right? He saw yeah. this massive opportunity to invest and he went on the down trade, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that gap, that's gaps. Clearly they couldn't meet the assets. Didn't equal the liabilities. Right. But it, it's just like, you know, and this is the hardest part for me because it's like, and this is why I do believe like crypto just needs regulation. It needs, and, and I mean, I mean, not, you, you don't want to put too much red tape where you're like restricting everything. And even like I read recently, you know, the Canadian government has now put like a, a cap on how much users are allowed or, you know, regular yeah. retail investors are allowed to like that kind of stuff is dumb. Don't do that. But do like, you know, like this, when you, when you have a company like that's got, you know, 5 billion in assets under management, well, they need to make like certain, you know, like similar to a bank or any, like where they need to be reporting, yeah. you know, what they, what their assets are, what their collateral is and need, need to be, you know, meeting the same kind of um, measurements and requirements as a bank or any other lending institution, right? Isn't and, it and called market it mark? It's called accounting 101. Debits yep. must equal the credits. Deb yeah, well, In this case, just, the debits didn't equal yeah, the credits. Right. And that's what I mean. But it's like, you know, put the same requirements. If, if you have... And, and I think that's the thing. Like people just think, oh, crypto, blah, blah, blah. Like they don't realize that the space, there is like billions and billions of dollars sure. that are invested in it, right? And I mean, when you have a company that's got like, you know, billions in assets under management, it should have to go through the same requirements and same regulation and same um, tra like transparency. The same rigor. And and, yeah, the same rigor. Exactly, that any yeah. other financial institution does, right? And I think that's the problem because, it, it you know, it just, they kind of... Because it's crypto and there's no like real regulatory regime around it, they kind of like slip through the cracks, and then you get this right where you're like, well, you know, what the hell? You're supposed to have you know seven billion in collateral, but you only had five billion, and now, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, what's going on here, right? Um, and anyway, that's just just my my take on it. And I am like a big supporter of regulation, specifically like, and we'll we'll move into you know the next the so next. Let's, uh, let's go, before we go, you, you you need to go when Nuriel Rubini. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, he's the most crypto. Anytime the market goes down, mm -hmm. he, he's well, he's got 500, uh, 550,000 followers on, uh, and he's literally on, you know, they'll get him on anytime there's a market crash. I'm surprised mm -hmm. I haven't seen him. CNBC, Bloomberg, they all have him on. And Nuriel Rubini, uh, I don't know what his, you know, claim to fame is, but he's certainly he gets there, he gets the attention. He's written books he, according to his, twi his Twitter account here, but he literally, whenever the market goes down, Mm -hmm. he's the guy he's the first proponent or opponent proponent whatever it is on the the, the naysayer so yeah. um celsius he was he was on stage with mm -hmm. Mar uh, alex mashinsky from celsius i'm sure he's probably tweeted 
about Celsius trade. So anyway, go to your, I know you want to talk about stable coins. And- well, I, I just wanted to like, it's a good segue into, you know, looking at these, like, like what I was talking about regulation and, um, you know, all, all these stable coins, uh, you know, here's another one loses peg, like, uh, well, it's HUSD, uh, yeah. originally listed on Huawei exchange. Um, I don't know, if, like when you look at the actual owner of the HUSD, it's uh stable, stable coin or stable global is actually the owner. So it's not specifically like Huawei, but, uh, it was originally first launched on Huawei back in 2018, you can see here, but, um, and, and you know, recently this last week, it was, it actually de-pegged. I mean, now they're saying like it's, it's back to parity, which it is. I, I did check on uh, coin market cap, but, um, I know. And what they were saying is like, actually the reason that they did come out and say the reason behind it was because they didn't meet regulatory requirements in certain jurisdictions. Yeah. So they had to actually like, you know, I guess they had some kind of like funds frozen or whatever in those jurisdictions, right. Where they had to deal with that. And that's what caused the DPEG. So I think, Going and, and and then you know not just this HUSD um, DPEG, but also looking at uh, this one here, which is the, the Akala DeFi protocol, Akala network hacked of 1.2 billion Oz stablecoin, and and this is like again, I I think like what governments don't realize is the amount of money that's actually in in the crypto ecosystem, and I think until you actually start digging past Bitcoin, and I, and I think a lot of people that you know, unfortunately, they like even regulators and governments like they don't understand the space enough yeah, to actually yeah. like truly realize how much money is is invested in the space. I mean, all right, yeah, we're talking like whatever you know at its high, it was a two trillion market cap, but that and, and now it's you know probably it's back. A, it's at like just at a trillion. trillion. It's at a trillion yeah. right now. Yeah, you know, it's at a trillion, but that's still a trillion dollars of money, which is a lot of money, right? It's still a lot of money that's invested. So it's like, you, you shouldn't be taking this lightly anymore. People really need to look at this and say, yeah. how can we regulate this space to protect investors? And it's not just retail investors, it's institutional investors. And if I was an institutional investor, I'd be pushing for regulation in the space, right? Because, uh, I mean, it's stuff like this where it's like, okay, you need, you know, you need to set like some, some framework, some ground, like, you know, some fundamental um, groundwork well, I mean, for, for, for I regulation. Think we can look at that. We can look at, you know, it would be a great thing to do for the for the crypto college. Mm-hmm. And now that we're, I mean, we're on the crypto update, but it is one of those things. We should, we should look at the landscape of the major countries around the world. And I think you did something offline, you know, looking at exchanges. I have, and, yeah. And literally deep and compare that to the, the legislation in different countries. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's, you know, I mean, Debbie, you know, our coach Debbie, coach mm-hmm. crypto, she's in Switzerland or in Austri- Austria, Austria, but right next door. Yeah. Switzerland was a massive in four years ago, massive uh, haven for crypto companies investing there, and I, you know, and set up and started because their legislation was geared back in 2017, 18. You know, Malta, the countries like that. But I'm just, mm-hmm. I think you're, I mean, to say they should do this or that, there are company, countries that are doing it, and and the regulation may not go far enough. Or when something like this right. happens, they didn't think of this aspect of the business. Like you're like, whoa, there's a, there's there's a trillion dollars overall. But certain mm-hmm. segments have more allocation of that trillion. You know what I mean? Like yep. infrastructure and the trade, the the stable coins, the bridge. Mm-hmm. These things are these trade, the volume of trades. So I think yeah. Anyway, a little bit off topic, but I think that's your. It's an important point, and I think we should look at that landscape as and, and maybe bring an update. Say hey, hey, this is these are some things we've seen, but maybe not part of this update, but part of the crypto coach or the college. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's like, 
Well, no, I think like like you said, um, you know, maybe like they even if they are some of them like are, are introducing legislation and regulation, but yeah. I, I still I still think they just don't understand the space enough to like capture specifically yeah, the headlines, right? They they get headlines in the news. Somebody dictates. They get some consultant who advises them, and they take a track, mm -hmm. a, tra a track. I mean, whatever. I mean, I can't imagine being in government, but I mean, as you said, if it's not going far enough, that they're just not. That means the people working there aren't taking the time to look at the markets. The regular maybe they they're just overworked. Maybe they just they don't have enough. They don't. Maybe they have they have too well, much to and, do. And, and actually, I, I you know, there's one article that we were going to talk about, and I actually forgot. But we're, we were going to mention, you know, uh, Crypto.com getting yeah. approved. Uh, they they actually got their VASP license in Cayman, which is, uh, you know, where I'm from um, or where I'm based out of, uh, I shouldn't say from. But um, and, and, you know, the, the thing that's amazing to me because I live here and, and like, I mean, the island's small. So it's the, you know, yeah. the community uh, It's really like you, you get you get to know everyone kind of knows everybody. It's like a small town. Right. Uh, and from what I've heard from various different sources, is the so like you know the vast license that you need to apply for in Cayman, uh, the team like you know SEMA, which is the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority, they actually like there was one girl that was working for the you know to be approving these vast licenses. Yeah, they borrowed her from anti money laundering, and she oh, doesn't have geez. a clue about crypto. She yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. know like under doesn't understand. I, I and this was like you know last year, so I don't know if they've improved on it now. But I mean, so what did they get approval from? The what did they get approval for in uh, Cayman Islands? Uh, I, I didn't. I, I think they're just approved as a, you know, as a virtual asset provider. So they'll be able to issue, you know, they'll be able to onboard Cayman clients, right? Okay. Um, and I mean, the good thing about that, it's not just for retail investors, but it's also for institutional investors, right? Just because, um, you know, Cayman is really a financial hub in the world, right? And a lot of hedge yeah. funds are registered here. Lots of lots of institutional investors are registered here. So yeah. it does, you know, really open up a lot of doors. Although. You know, if you're an institutional investor meeting regulation D, it's you know you kind of different uh, guidelines altogether. But anyway, um, you know, just it, just wanted to bring that up. Like the governments, you know, even though they're approving these licenses and stuff, they still don't. The people that are approving it still don't really understand it, right? And it's just, I think they just a whole new framework needs to be developed like globally as a standard. But uh, anyway, just in the interest of time, because uh, you know us saving money, we don't actually pay for it soon. I don't even know if anybody like, who actually does pay for Zoom these days. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Just there are people, to... but they they've overhired like a hop in people using yeah, hop in. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I remember when Zoom like at its high hit a uh, you know on, on the stock market was like at a four hundred almost five hundred dollars stock. It's like that's insane. Um, but anyways, uh, speaking of markets, let's take a look quickly at Bitcoin here. All right. Excuse me. So yeah, going going from last week, I mean it's it's just like the volatility on this is insane. You know, you had this pump last week where you got it almost, well, it's actually, let's take a look at the weekly chart run the monthly there. But, you know, looking at last week, it hit a high of 25,000. And this is like, you know, it's just really the funds, like these massive, and this is why once the institutions start getting involved, like this is what they do. This is like some of these hedge funds, this is their bread and butter, right? They trap the bigger funds, they trap the smaller funds, they trap the retail investors, and they're just making money the whole way. Sure. Like up and down, right? Um, and this is what they do. So like, you know, you get, uh, if Raphael was on one of our other uh, you know, co-founders for CryptoFi today, he, he'd tell you all about it. But, um, you know, this, and he was he worked for institutional funds, his, you know, most of his career. Right. And this is what they do. Right. They, you know, you, you, you pump it up, you start getting people. And this is like, again, going back to what I was saying last week, like, you know, these Twitter influencers and people that just have no financial background that are like, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're just pumping 
like, oh yeah, you know, Bitcoin broke twenty three thousand. That's going on on back up to a hundred thousand. To the moon, to the moon, Garfield, uh, go, and, Arthur. And then you know, it, it just like it, it, yeah, it really frustrates me when I see that because it's like you should not be giving any, unless you're like you know a qualified financial advisor, you should not be giving financial advice to a hundred thousand people. But anyway, so you look here. Well, this was a trap. It was another trap, right? So they. They pumped it, it hit a high of 25,000. Everyone's looking, opening long positions. And then what, what happens this week? Last week, boom, it's, you know, it's back down. So the trap was here, the green candle like going up? Well, yeah, it was coming up. But, you know, actually the trap was last week. So you could see, I mean, if I go on the, to the daily chart here. Yeah, yeah. Right, you can see. Oh, I loved it. Like, I mean, you know, I don't coming love up, it's... Going up, coming up. And it's yeah. like, you know, you can see it building. And everyone's like, oh, you know, well, it's, it's going a little far back now, but. You know, you can see here where it's still trading 23,000 and then it's slowly moving up. And then this really was the trap, like, you know, that's the sell down here on you know, a couple few days ago, right? Three days. So they ago. got the money, they made a quick buck and basically. Well, everyone's, yeah. Because these guys to buy. Positions, right? Yeah. They're, they're buying long and then these yeah. guys sell their. Then these guys are shorting it. You know, interesting and the volume. <laughs> It'd be interesting the volume. Can it? Yeah. You're know, looking at the volume. So last week was uh, 185 billion. Uh, you know, and going up to it the week before, one hundred ninety-five billion. Right? So, okay. Yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, I mean, and it's funny because, like, when I first started trading, I, you know, I wouldn't even, I wasn't even looking at the weekly or the dailies. I was looking at like the fifteen minutes. You know, that yeah. I finally what started moving up to the hour. I mean, if you're doing intraday trading, it's you know, it's useful, but. I mean, no, I don't even look at the weekly, to be honest. I look at the monthly, <laughs> right? And you look yeah. like, you know, again, we talked about the stochastic last time, and you know, this this has told me it's a bear market since November, yeah. And and it's still until I see this cross, you know, going back up the other way, it's a it's bear market bear. to it's me, right? Yeah. So it's uh, you know, and looking at it now, I mean, it's just kind of bear. So that was an early week. It was an early midweek push. To near 25k yeah. and then back down. It, it's I think, well, I think they're still trapping people because it's like, you know, this is so you're like, oh, it's a, you know, the, oh, it's selling down again. Time to close the longs <laughs> and open the shorts. And I think you know, it's it, like, like I mentioned before, it's just going to, uh, you know, like, like it still, it still needs to move to this line here, right? To this, to this moving averages. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I think it's still good. It's just going to be trading like. Oh, I remember when I we our first episode. I said nineteen thousand to twenty two thousand. It's a sideways band. It's just trading in that. Yeah. It's it, and it's just tricking people. It's just trapping people, and it's just going to keep you know doing this volatility. Mark, I remember at sixty five. Okay, it was around sixty two. See, I, you know, I I'm like, oh, this is it's going to hit a. They used to call it a blue sky when it mm -hmm. hit sixty five, right? So I'm like, and I was, you know, I was watching some of the trades. There's a Kevin, meet Kevin. I don't people with a signal, the social signal, whatever. And I'm like, and I, you know, Tasha Labs. I was kind of reading. This is when it just, I literally pulled the chair. Okay, I'll move it in out of tether up. But you know, I tethered, and then like, no, no, it's gonna when it hits 65, it's gonna do the, you know, it's got whatever it's called that blue sky. You know, hit 70. Sky rocket, yeah. It didn't hit 70, but I'm saying you go, no, I, it, it's just, and it's like you know, technical analysis to me, it just. I don't know why, and, and actually, you know why? Because like this is what the market. So the market makers control the market. Like they're yeah. the ones that set the pricing. They're the ones that control the spreads. Everything, right? They're the ones that. They're, I mean, they're the market makers. So they control. Like they make the market, right? And what they do, like this, you know, we, time, you know, we it's, it's start time. doing Mark. What you're talking about here is the Reddit. The Reddit trades. We should start looking at the Reddit trades for stuff like this because, you know, the meme stocks are back up. You know. <laughs> 
GameStop. There's a GameStop well, physical. The, the, but you, you know, like, like the interesting, I, you know, we're kind of running out of time, but the interesting thing, uh, you know, about GameStop and all this shit, if you look back, like. Bed, bath, and beyond, 30% up this week. I mean, what no, but let, let, so when I, when I originally looked into GameStop, yeah. it was like, you know, before there was the huge, you know, short squeeze on GameStop, it was probably like a couple of months before um, this huge push. You know who the major purchase is? Because, I mean, you can look and, you know, you can see um, all like all the, the major trades, right? So yeah. uh, before it was like Morgan Stanley, uh, all, all these banks, JP Morgan, they were the ones that were loading up on it months before. And like maybe it's not specifically the banks, but the banks were loading up on it for their clients. And like yeah. Reddit itself actually has a lot of bots on there. Okay. So they were saying like a lot, of the, a lot of this push, oh, the dogs are barking again. A lot of this push <laughs> was actually... You know, I I think it was like manipulated by you know these private clients that were part of the bank, right? And and it's uh, you know you look at these short these short squeezes and and they're just doing it time and time again, right? They're manipulating the market, they're manipulating Reddit through these bots, and and you know they that's they, they're just manipulating the retail traders, but really they're they're just using the retail traders to pump the price up, right? Because they're pumping it up, their trader pumps it up, they pump it up, right? And it just and then they you know they they know where the stops are. And that's what they do. They hunt, you know, these the funds and, and these huge, you know, institutions. Yeah. They hunt for your stops, your, your your stop losses. And once that triggers, then you get a big push, right? So, so recommendation, Mark. Do we, what can we take away from that? You know, per, per, again, not financial advice, but it it's just going to keep trading. You know, that you're you're going to see this volatility again, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, it's coming, so just it's coming it. down, it's coming down, and it's going to go back up. It's going to just keep trading <laughs> in this range until until it until. You know, I think at least until September, uh, if not uh, but October. It sounds like following the following the trends, following the yeah. and, and, and not uh, mm -hmm. following the trends and not ignoring that. So that's important. Mm -hmm. Mark, we're ready. This has been it's a great update for a week of uh, the twenty first. Well, the ending weekend in twenty first of August. Mm -hmm. uh, I look forward to next week. Yeah, always a pleasure, Al. Mark, have a great night, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you during the week. I'm sure we'll see you on crypto Twitter. Sounds good, man. All right. See you, Mark. All right. Talk to you.